Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking, baking Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ up in this bitch Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another episode for you guys. You already know there's been a lot of shit going on, uh, just in, all over hip hop, really. Just you know, whether we're talking about your boy Six Nine on this side, or we're talking about you know any just all aspects of hip hop. There's some shit going on. We're gonna talk about it on this week's episode. So definitely, thank y'all for tuning in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And on that note, let's just jump into some of this. Uh, some of this shit, I don't understand why we still having to deal with. Some of these people, I still don't understand why we still have to hear from. Right. But uh, let's actually right. start out with um, Eminem has mm-hmm. beef with Generation Z or whatever you want to call these young niggas these days. Yeah, man. We already know that this young generation is very how you say I want to I don't want to say soft because I feel like that's rude, but <laughs> They kind of soft, like they're against everything. Like they want to change the naming of this and the naming of that and how we look at yeah. this and how we look at that. I mean, some of it's cool. Some of it's just kind of overboard, but they yeah. are going after Eminem for the lyrics of the song that he did with Rihanna from 2010 called I oh, Love the Way You Lie. Oh, yeah. I seen that shit. I was like, you're fucking lying. I thought they were about to choose one of the other maybe thousand Eminem songs where he talks about killing his mom. Maybe Ex- that one. Exactly. But no, they went after that joint. And it's foolish because it's like, yeah, you know, like we all like any of us who grew up or, you know, have known the song since it came out. Like, it's not a bad song, but we already know that it's a song about a toxic relationship. I mean, look, though, I love the way you lie. That is a toxic fucking title if I've ever heard one. And they're trying to say now that it is um, it's, it's basically about a toxic relationship. Yeah, that was the point of the fucking song. So why yeah. are you trying to cancel a song that is now literally ten years old? So it, was it was it like specific lyrics that people were mad about, or was it just the overall content? I didn't look. I, I want to say it was the overall content. <laughs> I didn't really look into the article because honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was just like, really, like we going we going at all the songs that that we you could possibly go off of off of him, where he's he's going in on people and making fun of Britney Spears and Christina oh, yeah. Aguilera and all and all type <laughs> of other pop stars and MTV VJs that there used to be, and you're worried about a song about a bad relationship. I mean, this motherfucker was out here talking about ways that he was gonna kill his ex-wife and ways that oh. he was trying to kill his mother and yet y'all went after this song about a toxic relationship i mean to look it up. if y'all okay, go if i'm gonna go after something go after something like that where it actually makes more sense all right hold on, let me see the new track arrives after a tiktok campaign was started earlier this week for calling eminem's cancellation after lyrics from okay so apparently it's uh specific lyrics not just the song yeah let me see hold on let me see you okay. discover but Sunshine has a difference between new and new. What the fuck? I hate fucking articles like this that like... Oh, you got to hit the next button? <laughs> yeah. You uh. just, yeah, apparently it's a problematic song lyric. Em- okay, Eminem raps. I know I'm a liar if she ever tries to fucking leave again. I'm retired to the bed and set this house on fire. First of all... What's... what's, what's I mean, it didn't... In, what was it? In Stan, didn't he kill his wife, put her in the trunk, and then drive the car off a bridge? <laughs> no. but see this is why cancel culture is so fucking stupid 
because there's been countless times where Eminem has probably said even worse than this. And because those are people's favorite songs, it's not a big deal or people just overlook it or people just are themselves and don't actually care. But this whole cancel culture shit is like, yo, let me boil up some shit for something and get enough people to fucking agree with it. And that's really what it is, dog. Like, I think I said this before on the show. I was like, dog, if a hundred people are mad about something, I feel like the right thing to do is to not be mad about it. It's to be complete opposite. Cause it's like, dog, there's no way that all a hundred of y'all are mad about this shit. Exactly. There's just no way. Exactly. There's no way. At this point, the reason why people are getting mad is and agreeing is because of the numbers that are agreeing with it. It's not necessarily because they find it to be that offensive. It's like, oh, all thousands of these motherfuckers think this shit's offensive? Well, then it must be offensive. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like that's just kind of lazy in the whole thing. I mean, like, <clears throat> like you said before, we've had how many countless songs where Eminem has said wild shit? Like, let's be real, right? Like, we're talking about this shit before the show. A big part of why Eminem is who he is is because he was doing what he was doing at a time that nobody was doing it. And pretty much what, what I mean by that is he was a white boy rapping about shock value shit. Like, let's just be, let's just call it what it is. You know, his, a lot of his most famous songs, while his rapping is nice and his wordplay and shit like that, right? But the big reason why that shit stands out is because of the shock value of, of the whole thing. Like, he, like we, we just said, he talks about killing his, his wife or his baby mama or even his own mom. Like, you know, she just talks about a bunch of shit that's just like, you know, it's fucking crazy, you know? And, and let's be real, like, a lot of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Rock bands probably haven't sang for a long time. But let's be real, in a genre that is majority, you know, Span- black and Spanish, this was something that was new and was unheard of. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like this kind of turned into us talking about why Eminem is kind of his, his name or whatever. But regardless, I, I just feel like that's just fucking whack, the whole um, them going back and picking this song up out of all songs when it very easily... Like, I think I knew this back then that this song was about a toxic relationship. Like, like the song spells it out. Rihanna's part says it. Like, that's what happens. So he's 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 reciting as if he's a part of the fucking story. So Exactly. And I, I honestly, I feel like that's less problematic than a lot of the shit we've heard him or countless other rappers say in some shit whether they're talking about their relationship or just talking about some nigga who owes them money or whatever it is because i mean let's let's be honest we've all heard some shit on a rap cd where someone took a fucking broomstick and shoved it up someone's ass or someone fucking sliced the shit out of somebody because they was talking to their girl or you know countless other random shit that rappers have put on their albums whether in lyrical form or yeah, yeah. in 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 uh interlude form you know what i'm saying like right. nigga nigga had a girl what was it the cameron album had a uh a girl he was getting dome until the bitch blew, threw oh, yeah. up all over him so it was like, it was like that can be objectification yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit too i was like we just i mean like when it comes to hip-hop we already know that it is a very male-centric and and chauvinistic style of music and i don't think it's ever really going to come away from that simply because that's just how these niggas be doing so like 
I you can't really I don't I, there's so much and I that's why I always feel like you can't take music and throw it against somebody legally or or do some shit like this trying to cancel them because of the shit that they put in their music because in the end it's really artistic artistic integrity I guess you want to say or artistic yeah. license whatever you want to call it like this is their art they're doing whatever they want for their art yeah and, and again like if somebody if you're a fucking actor and you play you know a nigga who beats his fucking girl or, or a woman in general in a movie motherfuckers ain't about to cancel you uh-uh. you know it, it's obvious that and again I, I don't know this is just and again I, I just feel like this just goes to show why it's kind of so hard particularly for younger people to have their own opinion about shit nowadays because of shit like this you know like it's literally videos telling you how you should feel about this uh-huh. you know like I guarantee you a good amount of people probably seen that um that video and had and probably heard that song and knew that song word for word but never felt that way about it until they saw the video mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just it's, it's scary out here, man. i mean look at the biggest example of that look at r kelly like most of us especially yeah. in the black community who are into r&b oh, yeah. and hip-hop knew that r kelly was on some shady underground you know on a little girl shit but Hell no yeah. one did anything until they had a whole surviving r kelly documentary and then the cia cia was like Oh, maybe we should take a look into this. When people have been saying this for decades about R. Kelly, so no, and then if it just pisses me off, the people who are like out here like talking shit about R. Kelly, saying like, "Oh, he's a he's a fucking sick fuck." Like, don't get me wrong. If you ask me if I think he's he should be in jail, I'm gonna tell you yes, I think he should be in jail. But the people who are out here like talking bad about him and, and saying all this shit, I think that's fucking lame as fuck. Because nigga, this whole entire time, like you just said. We've all known what's been going on, but because everybody didn't give a fuck, motherfuckers wasn't saying shit. So you can't just all of a sudden, and and, and it's just crazy. I don't know. That, that's kind of, it just goes to show that most people really are just fucking sheep with how they think and which way they want to feel because it's like, and, and, and you know, I guess to some degree, I'm kind of that way because I feel like, I don't know if this ever happened anywhere. You might be somewhere and there's some shit that you find funny that like, Let's say it might be at work or like around a certain group of people. You might think, oh, these people might find this shit offensive. So let me not laugh at somebody. Let me not laugh at the waiter falling with everything landing on his face. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, but but I feel like once you see people laughing, you kind of, oh, okay. You know, and you just kind of start. Judge the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much judging the crowd. But I feel like people do that shit with everything, including how they should feel about certain things, which I don't think that they should do that. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, yeah, you're right. And I feel like that has a... It's a big problem pretty much in all realms of society, whether it's, you know, what is whether it's music, whether it's politics, whether it's, you know, education. Everyone has every... I feel like everything has that thing where people are just going to react off of how other people react and they're not really going to form their own opinion about it. They're not going to do the research into the subject. They're just going to be like, well, I heard that blah, 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 blah. And I feel like blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I actually like look into the shit. Like, here's an example of me not doing the, the research on exactly what the lyric was or if it was the actual song, you know, breaking down the shit. That's that. And I mean, that was just a simple difference and it wasn't even anything bad because I still came up with the same, collu- same conclusion. But right. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, no, it really it's just the difference of doing your homework and not doing your homework. I didn't know what lyric it was or if it was the song he found out oh it was the specific lyric yeah but even there we, we even before knowing the lyric you know we both knew probably what it was about because like you said we knew it was about a you know toxic relationship yeah. what happens in toxic relationship usually people you know play, put hands with other people mm-hmm. so we, we knew it would probably be something and again 
it being Eminem, we knew that, you know, that's it, not it could go to the nth degree at like 50 million miles an hour. Oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. All right, facts. well. Let's get this one out the way because I just don't want to talk about this nigga for a long time. All right, all right, no problem. <laughs> Takashi six nine. We already told you owes seventy five thousand dollars to his old security company from when before he went to yep. jail. Now this nigga yep. apparently is not trying to pay his lawyers and has a six thousand six hundred or no six uh, sixty six thousand. Excuse me, because niggas can't read sixty six thousand <laughs> dollar bill from the lawyers because he apparently is not paying them for the services they are currently rendering to him. Dude. So I say that y'all cut ties and sue the shit out of him. Get y'all okay. money real fast, and that's all right. about all I have to say on that. Because Takashi out here buying two different chains for a million dollars a piece, and you can't pay. What is this? One hundred and forty-one thousand dollars total to to get this debt off you. So you- look, I'm I'm gonna I'm say this about the fucking chains. All right, the first one you got, I ain't gonna lie, that joint is fucking hard. And I'm not gonna lie, that probably is one of the best chains I've seen in a long time. But the second chain, my nigga, if they charge you a million dollars for that shit, then I don't know, nigga. That shit is fucking stupid. But that joint is really fucking stupid, dog. It literally just looks like a water slides. Like and, and, and I'm like, I see a few diamonds on it, but I'm like, there's no way that this shit is a million dollars. So like, okay, you said the like, other one was the spinner, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that jump. I'm not a big fan of that. It kind of looks like, I feel like I've seen that piece on somebody else, like the exact same design, exact same chain link. Maybe not all the diamonds. It's like the, the flower in the middle. Is it? A, oh, I thought it was just the, his number, the six nine in the middle. Hold on. Nah. Can you go? Can you go to his page? Uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that. Real he fast. definitely has it. Uh, he's definitely showcased it a couple times. <laughs> okay, Instagram. What's his Instagram job? Just six nine. Uh, yeah. Well, six. The letter, the number six. Yeah. And then IX. All right. Let's look at this Bama shit. Oh yeah, it looks like a flower with the shark in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. I think that drone is kind of hard, and it spins. Mm, I don't know. I- not a fan. Uh, swipe, swipe to the right and look, look at the joint, like on the video. Hold on, that's the King Vaughn one. That's rude as yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that's the one. Oh, that one? Yeah. The King Vaughn one, and then swipe to the right, where he's one on the floor, and then there's another one of the of the chain. Oh, okay. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Uh, I don't know. I, what the fuck? That yeah, that don't look like the fucking shit from uh, the Game of Life. <laughs> Nah, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. I've, I've, Yo, all them I've diamonds in the actual fucking like chain, like on, that goes around his neck, like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, nah, dog. Wow, that that's crazy. And let me see this other one. Oh, this nigga fat again? That's hilarious. Well, no, no, no. he that was that was an old that was a, a video of him talking about why he wasn't seen out in public. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, this oh. nigga really did get fat though. Yeah, no, nah, this is from God, February, damn. bro. He was chunky, and he's like filming his gut. I love it. That's right. Own that shit. Oh, he no, got even more like tattoos. Oh, yeah. He's tatted the fuck up. I mean, he I knew he was tatted the fuck up, but he's got all this color shit on his chest he ain't had before. He got the serious Beijing job. Uh, yeah, no bull. And that scraggly ass beard. He got two sm- two flowers on both shoulders. He got a flower on each shoulder with a smiley face <laughs> where, the, where the shark joint was on the spinner joint. Yeah. Wow. This nigga. You still can't grow a mustache, this, though. Let me get out of this motherfucking page. Oh, man. <laughs> Over here, this slander. Nigga, bro, this nigga really 
I, I just hope that we could all live to see the day that he gets what he is coming. Because regardless if you agree with him snitching on, you know, whoever, let's be real, this nigga is saying some real foul shit uh-huh. to a group of people that he knows probably are smart enough to not do anything to him right now because of him being a federal informant. You know what I mean? But let me tell you, dog, like just off of karma, dog, something has to happen to him. And it's, it's so crazy that to him, he either doesn't care about it or he just really feels like he's going to be continue to be able to pay uh, security this whole time. Yeah. But dog, let's be real, dog. Like, give it maybe at the absolute most, dog, two to three more years of having this kind of attention on you because at some point, people are going to stop giving a fuck. People already start uh, stopping giving, uh, giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason that people talked about him was, was because the whole Meek Mill thing was involved. Which is why he has to diss so many uh, people, dead rappers, King Vaughn. Like, that's why he's he has to resort to that shit. And nigga, that shit, first of all, you're you're pretty much buying your fucking death at that point. Like, you're, sa- you're stamping your death. Mm-hmm. And you're making it so easy for the motherfuckers who do it because you have beef with so much people that the feds aren't going to know who the fuck killed you. Mm-hmm. Because you, you fucking, um, which is why I feel like people are waiting to do anything because they're gonna be like dog this nigga's just gonna run his routes run throughout this whole shit diss everybody and then somebody's gonna get him somebody's gonna get him dog because and and, and again it's gonna work perfectly because the nigga had the nigga talked about this nigga's dead brother he talked about this nigga's uh dead friend he talked about him and and talking about he's gonna fuck his bitch or, or whatever baby mom whatever you know just violating all kinds of ways and I just, I don't know, dog. I, I just hope we can all see that day. How much of a twist would it be, like a straight up movie twist, if one of his security guards got turned by somebody out there, got paid off by somebody out there, and turned around and just yanked and just yokes this nigga up? No, just- let me tell you, let me tell you how it's gonna happen. All right. Now, this is all allegedly, all right. Allegedly. Allegedly sprinkle it around there. <laughs> this nigga is gonna cheat on his girlfriend the girl or whatever or something's gonna happen i don't know if he's gonna cheat on her i don't know if he already does and she doesn't care i don't know but if that's the case he's either he's either gonna cheat on this girl and she's gonna you know not i guess be cool with it and then give the nigga you know give the niggas information out or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that's how it's gonna happen or i don't know but i i feel like it's definitely gonna be something involving his girl for sure you know a lot of times you know, niggas will reach or try to, you know, reach out to people who I guess you know instead of you, like to try to, you know, get their, I guess, revenge that way. Because, you know, so I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy that anybody around him at this point, from his baby mama to his mom to even his daughter, is at risk. Is at risk because of all this shit, exactly. and niggas don't seem, doesn't seem to realize it. Yeah, it's it's really sad. And I mean, I, like I said, I hope nothing happens to the rest of his family because honestly, they're innocent bystanders in this whole in in all oh, his yeah. fuckery. So. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right. Well, uh, well, congratulations to spot, uh, to Pop Smoke, uh, posthumously, of course. Uh, his album has hit a 30 year record and, and beaten that record. Uh, it is the, been number one for 17 weeks on the hip hop albums or charts on the top hip hop album charts. And, um, that has not been done. Well, he passed Eminem, who had the record, who had, was second with the record in, um, with 16 weeks on the charts with his album recovery and then mm. 
He is now second only to MC Hammer of all the rappers in the world. From 1990, Hammer's album, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, sat at number one in the hip-hop charts for 29 entire weeks. Damn. How, how, how many weeks did you say Pop Smoke is at? Pop Smoke's at 17. Oh, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get past 29. He may, he may, he may not. Who knows? So he's still there, though? Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's number two. Oh, so yeah, he just has to stay in the top 10? Is that what it is? Well, no, I mean, he's, I mean, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, oh, no, but is it, but what I'm saying is, is the record being the number one album or is it being just on Billboard? Uh, he be, it's the, it's the first time in 30 years that an album has been 17 weeks on the charts. That's the record. That oh, he on beat. the charts. Yeah. Oh, okay. But okay, in okay. the grand scheme of things for the top, whoever's been longest on the charts, he comes in at number two behind Hammer. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the number one album per Mm-mm. se. Not to beat the record. Cause I mean, as long as, as long as you beat, uh, wh- whoever's next, as long as they beat 17 weeks, then they'll have the, the record for, you know. Right. Okay. Have the okay. Number I see. One spot. I see. But yeah, it's just interesting yeah. when you look at like, the other albums that he was on, like I think Recovery came out in like 2010, maybe like 2012 or something like that. And then of course right. Hammer Don't Hurt Him come out came out in 1990. So like it's a huge which, difference. Which that, that's what's really crazy because now you know sh- the reason shit stays on the charts is because people listen to it, mm-hmm. not because people buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, but back then, back when fucking uh, MC Hammer, MC, <laughs> MC Hammer, niggas, the only sales came from. Physical copies, exactly. Those back then, exactly. So that's really what's really impressive, more than more than this, because this is just this isn't people buying the, the the albums every week, you know. But that was definitely people buying this shit every week. Now that's fucking impressive. Exactly. Now I, I think it might have been a combination of the no, because they didn't do the whole streaming thing until about like two or three years ago. So I guess M and M's too would have been purchase off purchase power. Was there streaming? Cause there I don't think they did, they didn't, I mean, there was streaming in 2010. But, but it had online sales. That's yeah. What it was. That's what it was. It would have had to be online sales of the actual album. Yeah. Cause yeah, but, they didn't do the whole like stream one song 50 million times and it's going to equal one, one, pl- one right. sale of the album or whatever. Yeah. Which, which honestly, that, that's pretty much how it's crazy to think that that's, I think that number isn't too far off what it really is, but still like. People or artists get the most of their streams or most of their sales that way now. Mm-hmm. It just it kind of makes you think how many times these songs actually get played. Yeah, that's very like true. They, they probably get played millions and millions of times throughout the you know, obviously the whole world and shit. But Hold on, crazy. let me look up something real fast. So let me see. The album award counts album sales, song sales, and on-demand audio or video strong song streams. At the formula of 1,500 on-demand or audio streams of a song equals 10 track sales equals one album sale. So if a song is played 1,500 uh, times streaming, then that means that equals one album sale. How, how, how many was it? What was the number? Uh, f- 1,500. Oh, okay. 1,500 streams of a song equals one album sale. I guess that's fair. Even though, to be honest with you, right, I don't think I don't know. I guess I guess that's a fair estimate. Of that. I don't know. I, don't I know mean, is again, we're counting them streaming like the most popular songs on the off the album. Uh, the strength of that versus just streaming, like you know, purchasing power of the entire album. Yeah, yeah, so, you're right. I mean, it's just a different. It's a different metric, but they're still like using the same, putting it in the same category, but using different metrics now to do them, just simply because of how things are. 
Don't you feel like for that reason, like albums aren't as important anymore? If you get what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like back then, back then albums were like like you had to have like a vicious album. Like if you had a like if you were an artist, whether you were a singer or a rapper or whatever, like or or you know a rock band, or whatever, like you had to have a vicious album. But now you could survive off of being of having a bunch of good singles. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I feel like a good example of that is uh what's his name? Uh Fetty Wap a couple years ago. Yes. You know what I mean? Like like the nigga had now granted he did have like six back to back to back to back uh really, really good and popping uh singles. Mm-hmm. But um that's kind of what people knew him for. But I guess it just that just goes to show how futile that is because you know, people will fuck with that, but then you won't develop your fan base who's gonna be yearning for that album mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just gonna be what the what you're just gonna be part of what's hot right now. And unless you can continue being hot, which very few people can, uh, it's you know, it's a short lived experience and career. Now, honestly, I just had this thought randomly just came into my head. But I feel like back in like the nineties late 90s early 2000s especially and this this isn't necessarily i mean it might be towards hip-hop too simply because of how apparently mostly non people not of the culture i will say mostly yakubians listen to hip-hop they only listen to the songs they don't listen to the albums so if if in the late 90s 2000s and this could be i guess across all music we all listen to a bunch of shit like we would, we would we would listen to a song from an artist but we wouldn't necessarily listen to anything else by that artist so imagine how much money in the past artists and shit like britney spears and the backstreet boys or like juvenile when Ha came out or yep. you know a couple of the missy songs like get your freak on and stuff but people didn't necessarily buy those albums but they loved the songs and would play them over and over again if we were streaming at that point imagine how oh, much yeah. more money those groups would have gotten because like you never really hear shit about uh an nsync album or britney spears album being great but you always there's always those like three to five hits that these motherfuckers had on those albums and and if 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 videos i mean i guess you could like i don't want to equate it to trl because i don't really know how i would do it but you know like the the daily spins and how they would have shit that was continuously like in like there'd be like three or four songs that were continuously in the top four that were always fighting to try and be number one imagine those were the top streamed songs across the country and then they were attached to something like trl like that shit would like those like those artists wouldn't have gotten screwed as bad well maybe they would have gotten screwed even worse because maybe the people who had their contracts at that time would have made even more money in this way but theoretically they would have made millions and millions of more dollars with the streaming simply because people all over the world would have been streaming that one song instead of having to wait to hear it on the radio or on trl and then they would have made mad more money and they probably wouldn't have had to go on tour for three years at a time and all that other shit you know what i'm saying right you just made you just made me think about the most craziest shit that like nobody like i guess kids now mm-hmm. will never know what it feels like you hearing a song you only get to hear on the radio because you don't have the cd yep and the, and the internet doesn't exist mm-hmm. <laughs> nigga we're so like at this point it's so crazy that we could legitimately pick up our phone and listen to any song we want to but nigga even in my lifetime like i remember if you ain't have the cd Nigga, when you heard that shit on the radio, you was hyped, dog. Mm-hmm. Like you was like, "What? This is my shit." Mm-hmm. But now it's like, nigga, you can listen to that song whenever the fuck you want, at any time, anywhere. 
in headphones in your car and speakers it don't fucking matter so exactly. but i don't know like it's just kind of crazy that like that experience is almost like never gonna be able, you're never gonna be able to experience it anymore exactly because i mean there would have been albums i would have never bought if i had had the chance to listen to the shit online first you know what i'm saying like it, <laughs> but, but that's the thing though right like because you know you bought the album and you know, you couldn't just look at the songs like once or twice with streaming. Mm-hmm. Nigga, that, I, I remember I used to know every song of albums back then. Exactly. But now, now, dog, I'll be lucky to know the names of songs that I like. You know what I'm saying? Like, and don't even get me started on like songs that I don't like. I feel <laughs> like I'm just nigga, it'll just be like, I don't know. It's that, that number 13 or some shit like, but I won't know the song names or none of that shit. Nah, I, I definitely understand. And with me, it's even worse because I won't know the name of the song, nor will I know the artist because he sounds just like every other nigga that I've heard in the last week. So- <laughs> nah, that's a fact. Facts. That's a fact. All right. Well, every year, it seems like there's some stupid controversy that happens with the Academy of the Grammys or the Grammy nomination. Whoever the fuck nominates people for Grammy Awards. Who knows? Who the fuck uh, knows? <laughs> there's always a problem. Like, I remember there's all these, it's like, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Drake, all these people were nominated one year. And who won? Macklemore. (laughs) And everybody was pissed about that. And then they'd be mad because somebody would be up against like Jay-Z and all these other people. And they would be the, the, like the, the lesser of everybody in that group. And they won. So there's always this whole thing where they don't really know rap. They can't tell rap, blah, 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 blah. Now this year's controversy is that they only want the lyrical rappers because only the lyrical rappers were nominated for for Grammy contention this year, which is something that we don't normally get. So that's one thing. But apparently you, we all know that the likes of Lil Baby, The Baby, Make the Stallion, Roddy Rich, they have been running the game the entirety of 2020 and into yeah. 2021. And they've all just been killing it. I have, I can't sit here and say that I've listened to all their albums, but the albums that I have listened to from that group that I noted, that I noted, they're all good. And they're all good in their, in their different various ways, but they're all good. Yeah. But the whole thing is now is that mumble rappers don't get a fair shake at the Grammys because not a, no mumble rapper was, was nominated for a best album. They were all nominated differently throughout different categories for different songs or different this or different whatever genre, but none of them made it to the best album of the year for right, hip let's, let, let's be fair here. Let's, let's not call, I wouldn't call Roddy Rich a mumble rapper or the baby really. I'm just saying what this this is what the article I read said. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But I don't consider way, Meg the Stallion one either. So, yeah, nah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Now, I have you listened to uh, looking through the um, the nominations here. Have you listened to Nas King's Disease? Yes, I have. Now, hold on. The nominations that they that they're mad about are Nas's King's Disease, Waste of Five Nines Allegory. Jay Electronica, A Written Testimony, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, Alfredo, and D Smoke, Black Habits. Mm. Now go ahead, my bad. Yeah, nah, um, so I'm gonna be real with you, right? I haven't listened to Nas's King's Disease. Uh, we reviewed the allegory. We also reviewed Written Testimony, and we reviewed Alfredo. We actually reviewed three out of Almost all of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, let's just, just go to show that we know what the fuck, you know, good music is. I'm just hey, saying. Hey. But, uh, 
but definitely check out those album reviews as well. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, I don't know, man. I think Black Black Habits. Now, mind you, I haven't heard it, I haven't listened to it, but I just feel like for it to be a Grammy-nominated album, it has to be an album that's transcended, you know, just being a good album because an unknown artist could be a good album, but I don't feel like that deserves a Grammy nomination. You know, I feel like it has to also have somewhat of like cultural significance or like people have to know it exists. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that this album doesn't have, you know, I guess people listen to it. But I just feel like I, I 100 percent obviously listen to Alfredo, Grand Testimony, Allegory. And I know that Nas's King's Disease exists, but I didn't even know that Black Habits existed until we started talking about this. Shit. Neither did I. I'd never even heard of D-Smoke as an artist. So, so. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's um. I, I think that there should be different categories, just like there's different categories in other genres of music. Mm-hmm. I think it's only fair, you know, because you know we both like you know the ratchet shit and you know, mumble rap and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we also like you know people really rapping and you know wordplay and lyricism and all that shit. So I think we would both agree that you know it'd be probably way better to just not have to choose between uh, Lil Uzi and Future and Young Thug. And you know Freddie Gibbs and Nas and other guys that we also like. Mm-hmm. So. Now I, I agree with you. They could open up another category. Honestly, on this list, just because, like you said, I don't, I don't know D Smoke. I've never heard this album, so I can't say anything about it. Yeah. Of the ones that are on here, Royces is good, but like we said before the podcast, I'm not sure if it's gra- if it's Grammy if it's a grammy nominated job yep. then again i don't know how many people really have heard royce's album because like as you know as big as an artist as royce is he's still not on a grand scale either yeah, so you know what i'm saying uh jay electronica is kind of the same thing and his album was good but it wasn't i don't think it was grammy nominated considering that most of it had jay-z on it and there was yeah. more jay-z on it in points than there was him so like i yeah, me i don't know freddie gibbs hell yeah throw that shit in there that shit was bomb no thanks but like I said, I'm not going to sit here and like say that I've listened to every single one of the, the newer rappers who have been running shit's stuff and that I like all of their stuff. But yeah. um, I definitely think at least one or two of them could have been considered for, you know, a Grammy for album of the year. Uh, I think yeah. baby could have been in that position. I haven't heard all of Meg's album, but I mean, the half that I have heard, I think it could have been considered because it was really good. And uh, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not here to say because I mean, I, I have my thing where I think that Grammys need to not only kind of like I don't know if if popularity number one should be considered in a Grammy nominated album because there's always at least one or two albums on the on here Grammy nominated for a Grammy that n- that I've never heard of and I've I've heard of the artist but I didn't know that they had an album out so you know yeah, yeah you're right yeah th- there's always yep. that but I mean that's the same shit with music I mean with the movies shit wins Grammys and Oscars and shit like that and I've never heard of it and I've never seen it yeah. like oh was it um the shape of water won a grammy one year or whatever it was in the the fucking la la land all that shit i've never seen any of these movies i didn't even hear about these movies until they were nominated for shit so i can't say that those those needed to be or should have been you know nominated for that award if i don't know anything about it because i mean you know but i mean i would Uh, assume that these people possibly because they they said that there's somebody new that actually knows hip hop that works as part of the Grammy committee f- committee for getting hip hop artists nominated and shit like that. So right. if these people actually know hip hop and they actually listen to it, I would assume that they would at least know what they're talking about. They're not just out here picking random albums out of the, out of the ether. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like everyone's going to always be upset over who and what 
is is nominated for what simply because like, we live in a very I don't want to say fanboy society, but I mean just like look at our politics. Like you either rock with somebody or you don't. Like and if you rock with somebody, you rock with but, them one hundred and fifty percent, and you will attack anybody who comes at them. I mean, look at anybody who's got a hive. You know what I'm saying? Like, but here's what I'm saying, right? Me or you both, I feel like we're look we we can both look at this from a very I guess subjective way, or I don't know if it's objective or subjective, whichever the correct objective, word, yeah, objective way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if if there was a good balance of albums on here that we thought were okay, that's that's a Grammy nominated album. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Then regardless if the albums we thought were on here, we'd at least say, okay, I understand that, and I can see where they were going. With I can see where they're going. I can see why they, you know, are going with this pick. Mm-hmm. But dog, uh, let's be real. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Out of all of these, the only one that I feel that way about is Alfredo. Yeah, that's the only album on here that I'm like, okay, no question, without shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it has to be on the nominations for album album of the year. Yeah, and uh, while I like King's Disease, I don't really think it should have been nominated for a Grammy because it was it was a good album, but it wasn't really a strong album. It was nowhere near mm-hmm. his best, and I feel like that maybe he was only nominated because he's literally the biggest name in in the nomination pool. Oh yeah, no, he definitely is. So if Jay Z def- had came out with an album, guaranteed Jay's name would have been on the list too. So, bro. I mean, if you, if you look at Lil Baby, you know, Lil Baby's had the biggest year in his career, I would say. You know, I mean, he's gotten... To- look at his two years. He had two albums come out in 2020, and then he had another album come out this year. Oh, he had a recent one come out? Well, it was a... Like a well, no, one? he had two albums come out back to back, and then he had a third one come out, didn't he? I'm not Am sure. Am I tripping? I think the, you're talking about uh, Lil Baby or Dub Baby? Dub Baby. No, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Lil Baby. Oh, word. My bad, my bad. Wrong baby. But, but even, even, even the baby, though. You know, uh, the baby's a... Uh, a huge artist and i feel like either Lil baby or dub baby should be on this list like they're both two of the biggest rappers out right now there's just exactly. no way that you're, there's no way you're including an album of at least one of the two biggest names in rapper mm-hmm. no way. okay here we go i was right baby on baby came out in 2019 kirk came out or that came out march of 2019 kirk came out september 2019 and then blame it on baby came out april 2020 Mm-hmm. So yeah, you been he's been busy and by the way he's working, I'm assuming that there's gonna be something coming out this year. I don't know, man. I I, I just looking through all these uh albums that I guess came out uh 2020. I would even put the the Savage Mode 2 on there. The the Metro um Yeah the 21 Savage album. Uh-huh. I would put that joint on there over over uh, all of the motherfuckers except for uh Surf Alfredo. So I don't know, man. That, that, that's crazy. We, we got to figure that shit out somehow. Yeah, no bull, no bull. But uh, also in other Grammy news, just because I love to uh, keep all of our listeners informed of who in the hip-hop community is actually being looked at to be, you know, have Grammy nominations. Yep. Um, so for Best Rap Songs, you got The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby, The Box by Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake and Lil Durk, Rockstar, The Baby, and Roddy Rich, and The Savage Remix by Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce. All right, who do you think is going to win out of those? Not who do you want or who do you think should win, but who do you think will win? Out of that category, I think that Drake and Lil Durk are going to win. You think so? I think so. If not, it'll probably be... Um, I would probably say... I would guess The Baby. Either The Baby Rockstar or Roddy Rich The Box. Those would be my three guesses. It would be first. Yeah, that, that, that's probably probably what I would go with too. Oh yeah. Uh, now for best 
Now, this is a new named category. It used to be just best R&B uh, hip hop collaboration or something like that. Now yeah. they just call it best melodic rap performance that has oh. elements of R&B and hip hop in it. But, but see, that's so fucking stupid because go ahead and, and give the nominations. But before you do, I just feel like it's not exactly who we would think that would be in, in this category, at least before, at least in, in other cases. But go ahead. Well, when you well, say, when you say melodic rap, I think of certain people. But here are the yeah. nominations. The song, again, Rockstar by The Baby and Roddy Rich. Again, nope. Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake and Lil Durk. Maybe. Lockdown by Anderson Pack. Okay. The Box by Roddy Rich. And okay. Highest in the Room by Travis Scott. Nah, see, <laughs> I, I, I could just think of a whole bunch of other songs that, and, and this is the problem. That they have these categories, but whoever whoever's making the nominations, whoever's deciding what songs, I'm not saying that uh, those songs don't deserve Grammy nominations, but what I'm saying is that I don't think that a, a lot of those songs don't fit into the what I think and what you think as well is melodic rap. Exactly. That's that's the problem. Exactly. I I don't know. It's it's just really really freaking weird that they just change the categories like that and just call it melodic rap. I mean, technically it's still hip hop, but you know, whatever uh i'm not even gonna sit here and try and figure out why it is that they do what they do nah, I feel you. all right and um, um the last one that they have is best rap performance and it goes uh nominations are big sean and nipsey hustle for deep reverence mm. um the baby for bop jack harlow for what's popping little baby the bigger picture meg the stallion featuring beyonce savage remix and pop smoke dior Savage Remix is go is gonna win. I don't think it should win, but Savage Remix is gonna win that one, just because of how big I feel like the whole Beyonce collab now is is pretty much like it's it's its own thing. You know what I mean? Like if you get a Beyonce collab, if she does a remix to your song, mm -hmm. that shit fucking just takes off. And that song was already big on its own, regardless. So that's true because it was already doing numbers before Beyonce jumped on yeah. the, on the remix. Yep. But yeah, those are the nominations for all of the hip hop categories in uh, the Grammys. Honestly, um, it could be worse, but I definitely don't agree with them for, for, for a good part of it. I mean, I feel like that's, that's how it is every year. And it's going to be like that every year, no matter what we try and do until we get like just younger, fresh, excuse me, younger, fresh blood on like these nomination committees and shit like that. Like, there's not really too too much that is gonna happen, you know. But no, I agree. I agree. All right. So next up for you guys, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about we're gonna slip into our new segment uh, called First Listens, and we are going to check out three the three songs that have come on this new Drake EP. I guess you want to call it. Uh, what is it? Scary Heart Two. Is that what it's called? Uh, Scary Hours. Scary two, Hours yeah. Two. My bad. Sure. I don't know. I hear Drake, and I just think hearts. <laughs> I mean, he, the nigga literally has a heart etched into the corner of his uh, hairline, so I, I don't blame you. And I hate that shit. It looks so terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely, um, you know, because Drake is who he is in the culture, and regardless if you think he's uh, the go or not, you know, I, I feel like we we all agree that he is um, probably one of the most influential. Or not, I don't know if influence is the right word, but definitely more, I guess, he's he's just the guy on top right now is what I'm trying to say. And he's been the guy on top for a, a bunch of years. So whenever he drops, we got to listen. So I guess let's just dive right into this. 
Um, it's a three-track ELO EP, Scary Hours 2. And we're going to start it off with What's Next, which is number one. Okay, so what's next is first. Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. A few moments later. All right, bet. So what do you think about the drum, bro? I was going to keep my mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> I like that drum, though. The beat was dope. Yeah. yeah. And Drake is actually rapping. And like I always say, if that nigga's actually rapping, I'm here for it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought the drum was dope. The, uh, the beat was really dope. Like you said, uh, you know... Like you know, at first I thought this might get a little repetitive or whatever, but I feel like there was enough change in in the drum patterns and all that shit in between to kind of you know make it a little bit more interesting in between. So I thought it was dope. Uh, he changed up the flow a lot on this song, and uh, I thought it was dope. I thought it was really dope, and uh, I think it was a good start to Drake's season because we all know his album is definitely on the way after this shit uh, comes out because this came out uh, this past. On Friday, so mm-hmm. definitely um, Drake season. But let's go ahead and go on to the next one, which is uh, number two on here. It's called Wants and Needs, featuring Lil Baby. Yeah. Let's do it. A few moments later. All right. So, what do you think about the genre? I thought that genre was pretty good, too. Again, you know, me and Drake singing, so, you know, of course. <laughs> Could have been anybody else, but um, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. But yeah, but um, no, I thought it was uh, it was a pretty good song. I ain't had a problem with it for real, for real. Let, let me just say uh, before I forget, I feel like uh, Lil Baby has like the best flow to work out. Like his flow just kind of gets you in like a, I don't know, it just kind of gets you in a certain uh, mode. And I feel like he has like a, a like a very high energy, high uh, high paced flow so i don't know i just wanted to put that out there but i agree i think this joint is really dope actually you know obviously i, I don't mind drake singing so i really like the hook on this joint i, I, I don't know I like, I like the baby's verse i like drake's verse i think the joint was dope too but to be honest with you I've, I've actually already listened to these and this is my least favorite but the next one you about to see that joint is fucking fire dog. i got you and in that all honesty is- i heard the first joint already i heard it like i want to say i heard it like yesterday or something like that Oh, okay. Again, my, my roommate, I was chilling with him, and he was like, Oh, yeah, the new Drake is out. I know you don't fuck with Drake, but let me go ahead and show you. Show you. And I was like, Nigga, you know what my thing is about Drake. So I was like, Okay. I, when oh, you played it, I was like, Oh, yeah, I have heard this, but this got me to like, because when I heard it, of course, I was drinking. So now yeah, I can yeah. sit down and listen to like the whole lyrics and absorb it right. fully. You know what I'm saying? Oh, did you listen to the one with Rick Ross too? I haven't heard this one yet. Oh, that joint is tough, dog. <laughs> that joint is tough. So without without further delay, though, let's let's go ahead and dive into that one. Lemon uh, pepper, of course, lemon pepper freestyle, uh, featuring Rick Ross, and of course, also featuring a very elegant fucking Maybach music type of beat on this song. So y'all already know what we're in for. Okay, let's do it. You gonna see? You gonna see? Let's do it. A few moments later. All right, let me just say, I think that last line was pretty fucking vicious where he said, it shit sound like fire drills. That shit always seemed real, but it's never real. <laughs> like, I feel like fire drills always seemed real, but it was never real. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. So, so I don't know. I just, that was a dope line, Drake. I'm just, I just got to leave that out there. <laughs> but what'd you think about this, John, bro? I liked it, but it was kind of long. But other than that, like, I thought that the beat was pretty vicious, except that at sometimes both Ross and Drake sounded offbeat. At times, not the whole song, but at times it just was like a weird thing. But I thought that the beat was pretty dope. It's like uh, I don't really yeah. have a problem with it. Like I thought it was vicious. No, I, I agree. I thought this one was dope. Um, I like both. I, I really like Rick Ross's verse, and you know, uh, I guess Drake's 
verse or entire song. I don't know how you want to. It's section of the song, I guess. But no, nah, I thought it was really dope. I always feel like um, this song reminds me of uh, this song reminds me of uh, of Do Not Disturb from uh, I forgot which one of Drake's album that's from, but the little outro from one pretty much his his like little introspective kind of songs, and it's always it always is like trademarked with like a like a the samples like of a girl kind of singing in the background. It's always them kind of beats. That's like you just that that's just the Drake that I really fuck with. And I feel like this is this was definitely that Drake. Where he's kind of talking shit, kind of popping the shit a little bit. But I don't know, like the, just the introspective thing. I, I, I find that really dope about Drake. And uh, yeah, I thought his own was dope. I thought his own was dope. All right. Uh, and what's what is the next song you have on the list for us today? Uh, the next one would be "Thugged Out" featuring YNW Melly. I'm sorry, by YNW Melly featuring Kodak Black. Now let me just preface this, right? Uh-huh. So I actually heard uh I, I was looking on Twitter and I seen a lot of people talking about this song and they said they liked it. Um and that YNW Melly's part was really dope. But apparently Kodak Black came out and tweeted and said that they got his um his verse plugged because obviously somebody plugged in his verse, you know, on YNW Melly's camp. Uh-huh. So Melly's in jail. So apparently Kodak Black came out and said that they got his verse wrong. So Apparently it's off beat and some more shit, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll see if if that's the case or not. But um, yeah. So thugged out. YNW Melly featuring Kodak Black. All right, let's do it. A few moments later. All right, but what you think about this, bro? I thought it was all right, but at the same time, like you know, like obvious taking from the I don't know what this world's gonna do from Trick Daddy. So. Uh, that's that's the chorus to I'm a thug. <laughs> I know, but, but not, not, not the song is called Thugged Out, and these are two Miami artists. So. Yes, okay, okay. I didn't know that they were both Miami artists. That makes more sense now. Uh, I mean, I I got it with the title and everything. But I was just like, damn, the shameless. I don't know, but nah, I get it now. Okay, hey, but, hey, you, you you must not ever want to listen to any more YNW Melly songs because he actually does this a lot. Like he's done this with uh, Beyonce, <laughs> Destiny's Child. Damn, he'll 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 take like the melody. Of one of their songs and kind of like flip it, but I think it's dope. But that's a different conversation for a different day. I didn't say I didn't like that. I just said it was a shameless taking from it. <laughs> but like you said, now that I, I know that they're both Miami artists, it makes more sense why it happened. Fair enough. Um, but but like I didn't I didn't really see too much of a problem with the song. It's not something I would have I would continue to search out. But if it came on, I wouldn't say I'd be real quick to change the station or or to hit next or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I. If it came out again, I wouldn't be upset. I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, I actually, um, I'm a YNW Melly fan, also a Kodak fan, and uh, I thought, you know, when, you know, when it, when Kodak came out and said his verse was off beat, just listening to it now, there are some parts that I guess sound a little off, but there are also some other parts that sound good. So I, I don't, I'm not really sure if he means the whole verse. I don't know if he meant parts. Uh, but even either way, I, I thought it was dope. I, I like YNW Melly's part. I like like everything about it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was dope. But um, yeah, I thought I thought it was dope. So let's go on to uh, our last song that we're gonna look at today, which is uh, Drake or the Ruler featuring Drake. Talk to me. Ready when you are, sir. Alright, let's do it. A few moments later. So what do you think, bro? That song was all right. I was kind of underwhelmed with Draco the Ruler and how he raps. 
it was like he was trying to do like a combination of Slick Rick and like A40. And it was interesting because I was like, how is this man's Draco? And then I was actually like sitting there like while the song was playing and I'm just look, looking at his name. How do you get Draco out of this? And then I realized it's literally Drake, like Drake's oh. name with the letter O at the end of it. And I was like, okay, I got it. I'm stupid. But like, like while it really shouldn't be like, you know, it should be Drake Yo. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But like at the same time, okay, Drake O. So. No, so I've actually... Um, the beat was dope, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, nah, the beat was dope. This is what I will say. I think if Drake would have had a verse on here, because yeah, I, I feel like that whole you know Drake with the rulers, uh, his his style. I feel like it's kind of like the Detroit style now, kind of. I don't know if you if you listen to like a lot of Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, new Detroit rappers, but they, they, they kind of have like that offbeat kind of like what it pretty much like the E40 shit, mm-hmm. like the, like the like I guess I and again in a sense you could say the Bay Area shit. Which, to be honest, right, when I was younger, I really did not get it. But the more I've been kind of, like, exposed to these artists, I kind of... It's not my cup of tea necessarily, but I kind of get it now, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I understand. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I thought I was a little underwhelmed by this song as well. Um, I was expecting a little bit better. But I feel like it could have uh, done a little bit better with a Drake verse as well as a hook. No, um, I but agree I, with you. I think, I think that would have made a difference, honestly. Obviously, though, Drake at this point in his career isn't giving out a hook and a verse, you know, because because because, you know, it, the funny thing about, I guess, artists, which now this isn't a for sure thing. I'm just assuming this happens that like especially artists like Drake, they might reach out to a guy like Drake with a ruler who I don't know if I'm sure you probably don't know this because it's your first time hearing about him. But he's like this super gangster dude from from, from L.A., from Cali. So obviously Drake wants to be, you know, good everywhere. So it's like, fuck it, let me throw this nigga a hook. And yeah, that's probably that's probably how this song came about. Cause like you said, you know, I'm guessing you had never heard of him. So for him to get a Drake features, yeah. it's pretty big deal. Now you say he's the the gangster gangster dude from from LA, right? Mm-hmm. And he out here making love songs sounding like Drake and shit. I mean, well, it wasn't. I mean, but his part was nowhere near. Oh yeah, I know. But it's just you know the yeah. the, the real soft sound. And you don't really hear that from very many real gangster gangster niggas. But then again, it was like that. My my roommate showed me this one dude. I can't even remember what his name was. But it was just real. Everything in this nigga's video was thugged out, machine guns, mass niggas, gang gang gang. Except he was like singing an R and B song. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably YNW Melly, uh, the dude that we just we just listened to. That, that's his thing too. That. He'll be singing like the hook will be a like a um, you know like a girl love song, but then his verse will be t- talking about killing people. Yeah, but yeah, so that, that that's that's what I thought about the joint. I thought the joint was a little underwhelming, but you know I don't know. I don't know if this is a good combination here. You know, especially with the styles kind of sounding a little bit off. You know, mm-hmm. like Draco's and Drake. I don't know. Just it was all right. It was an alright song. All right. All right. Well, that's all the songs that we had today for our first listen segment. And this brings us towards the end of the show. But, you know, before we get out of here, we like to recommend something for y'all either to listen to, watch or go experience. Uh, did you have anything for the folks today, sir? Or would you like me to go first? Uh, no, I can go ahead and go. So, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, I think I've, I've said this many times in the podcast. I'm a big fan of uh, sampled beats and you know, every time that, you know, good samples used. And I feel like none. There's very few uh, producers out there better than Mr. Knife Wonder. So I love listening to his uh, his beat tapes when he drops. Uh, he drops Zion. I think he's been dropping Zion for like the last 
maybe 10 or so years. He's on Zion 5 now. It's pretty much his beat tapes. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, busted instrumentals from him, uh, 54 tracks. So, uh, definitely if you want to just get your, uh, if you're, if you're a fan of that, I know everybody isn't a fan of that exactly. I'm a huge fan of that. I love just listening to how, you know, producers, especially a producer like Knife Wonder, can sample and, and chop up a bunch of samples. So definitely go check that out. Uh, if you, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, Zion Five, The Ballad of Charles, do it. All right. Bet, bet. Uh, I've got two, uh, recommendations for everybody today, actually. Uh, the first one is a nice R&B album that came out in 2001. R.I.P. to the Princess of R&B, Aaliyah. Uh, this is her self-titled album from the 2001 with hits like uh, More Than a Woman, Rock the Boat, and We Need a Resolution. It's a great album. It's... Um, I don't remember how long it is, but it's, it's, I mean, I listened to that album on loop for months and months and months and months. I loved Aaliyah. I yeah. was heartbroken when she passed, but it's still, it, it was actually hard to go back and listen to after a while, but it's got a lot of vicious shit. Of course, Timberland's on the beat on just about every song. It's 15, uh, 15 tracks long, but it's actually a really easy listen. But yeah, if you want a nice junk to check out, that's got some upbeat junk. It's got some slower junk. It's got, it's got a really nice mix of shit. Check out Aaliyah's Aaliyah. And my second joint, of course, you got to give it up to the gods of comedy, Arsenio Hall and Mr. Eddie Murphy coming to America. The second part two of the original coming to America movie recently came out on Amazon Prime. I got to sit down, get a little schmitty with it last night. And yo, that movie was fucking hilarious. I, I I remember them saying that they weren't going to do a second part and then they got talked into doing it and they were like, well, we can't do it unless we actually do it right. These motherfuckers got it right. It was a great movie. If you haven't seen Coming to America, the second Coming to America movie, uh, co see it now. So coming the number two America, check it out. It's a great movie. All right. So let me ask you, and I know I might disappoint you and potentially our, our listeners, but I actually haven't seen Coming to America one. Well, you're not black, so like this is this is like that's like black like must see movies. Like. Oh, oh, believe me, believe <laughs> me. I, I could I could uh, disappoint the podcast listeners even more by mentioning other black movies that I haven't watched, such as Baby Boy, such as uh, Boys in the Hood, what? such as. Okay, so you I got homework to do, nigga. <laughs> I, look, look. But 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 I feel like I've watched enough. I've watched uh I've watched Belly. I've watched Above the Rim. I've watched. You gotta watch um, New Jack City too. No, I watch New Jack City. Okay, I, watch, I definitely watch it. No, I, I've watched. I've watched a good amount of you know black quote unquote black movies. But I will say that there I, I've missed essential ones. I haven't watched ATL. Oh, I haven't seen ATL either. I've seen I've seen parts of it because we tried to watch it the other day, but we we couldn't sit through it. So I was like, I'll come back like, and watch it. But, but, but Baby Boy is definitely like the most, like I guess, explicit one that I've like. Baby not Boy is like must watch black cinema, but it's also no. a bad movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, it is not a good movie by any means, bro. <laughs> no, that movie was made to be on in the background as you clean your room on a Sunday. Yes. <laughs> no other. There's no other reason for that movie to exist, dog. Fucking Jody. God damn it. 
That's Tyrese's character's name. Up there. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just laughing just to go along with it. I actually didn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, nah, you got to watch Coming to America, the first one, and then you got to watch the sequel because they okay. both they, they tie into each other in parts. And the way that they do it is fucking amazing. Bet, bet. No, I'm definitely going to check that out. Definitely going to check it out. All right. Any other jewels that you'd like to drop on the folks before we get up out of here today, sir? Look, y'all, we almost at the end of this goddamn pandemic. I they're talking about there might be a second wave of whatever bullshit coming, but fuck all that. Keep staying safe, y'all. Keep yep. uh, you know, doing what the fuck we doing. You know, I think cases in where we live have definitely dropped a whole lot from last time I checked. Oh yeah. So, you know, definitely let's keep rocking so we can have at least a somewhat normal summer. It's seeming that way. And to all my to all my fat niggas out there and to all my fat ladies out there, I just got to tell y'all something. Before the podcast, me and my co-host, we were talking and we was like, look, man, it's around that time of year again mm-hmm. where the jackets is coming off mm-hmm. and the love handles is going to flop <laughs> if your ass isn't on that goddamn treadmill or bike or fucking... Uh, pathway near your house mm-hmm. So let me just tell all y'all motherfuckers That's been fucking up to this point In y'all motherfucking weight journey Fuck it, it's month three But fuck it, let's do it right now Because right now If y'all get on y'all shit By the time that, you know, it's no longer even hoodie Because you can still get away with a hoodie And still be a little a little crazy looking You know what I mean yeah. But once you get into like end of May, early June Unless it's, unless it's at night, dog, you're not gonna be able to get away with the hoodie or whatever. So, you know what I mean? We can't be out here looking crazy without outer outerwear on. So let's get right, y'all. Exactly. Let's fucking work out. Let's get on our shit and let's eat healthy. Just a reminder. That's the only reason I brought this up, y'all. It's just a reminder that right now is your last chance to potentially look good for the summer. I'm just saying, right now is your last chance. Big facts. Big facts. So get on that shit, y'all. <laughs> All right, and on that note, y'all know where y'all can find us on the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Yes, sir. Y'all can find us for your listening pleasures on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and the G Radio on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. And you can find us by going to, excuse me, you can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. When you see that little black square with the little H and the number three next to it. Yep, that's us. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, the reason I'm laughing is uh, I've seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, this nigga, little Baby, shoot a free throw at the, uh, at the All-Star um, celebrity game last night. Uh-uh. Dog. Let me see. Can, can you see, like right here? Yeah. See, break oh it. wow! Come on, uh, baby. Uh, wow! Come on, dog. <laughs> that, I guess. I guess he was. I guess we know what kind of balling he was doing. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't fun, but nonetheless, no shout out, little baby. But that was a horrible shot, my nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, on that note again, my name is Cooper from my man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass. Uh, we are the sure. niggas from the Hip Hop Heads podcast, y'all. There, stay safe, be good, and if you can't be good, be the best that you can be. And like I always say, just to cap it off, just make your mama proud, man. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, y'all. We are out of here. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.